What is up, my friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Apologies off the top if you hear any rumblings in the background. We're actually getting our washing machine looked at today, which is just awesome. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I am a former news editor at The Score up here in Toronto. Worked for five years as a hockey news editor covering the NHL, sending out alerts to your phones, and just having a great time there. Uh, I have also contributed to uh, SB Nation sites such as Cup of Chowder, Second City Hockey, Fear the Fin. Also uh, wrote for the Hockey Writers back in the day as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And the podcast is available wherever podcasts can be found. Please subscribe so that each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Delicious gluten-free, and can't say enough about it. In fact, we'll talk about it a bit more later on in the program. BuiltBar.com. Go check it out. Today is going to be kind of a quick and dirty episode as we look forward to Game 5 of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which will begin today, Wednesday, August 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, not too much has changed between what took place in the third period of Game 4 and the projected lineup for uh, this afternoon, but we'll take a look at that and kind of some things you need to know prior to puck drop. And uh, yeah, just give a bit of an update on what's going on elsewhere, seeing as we haven't really done that much lately. Now, it certainly doesn't look like David Pasternak will be back in the lineup for Game 5. He did skate on Tuesday, participated in practice with line mates Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron given the day off for maintenance. Um, but Bruce Cassidy said, while his chances are better than they were for Game 4, which he had listed at 50-50, um, He'll say it's better than that, but the fact that it's a 4 o'clock game, it's tough to really uh, get ready because there likely won't be a morning skate. So he said, it'll be a challenge for the medical staff, but if we feel he's 100% and there's no risk of further injury, he will be in the lineup. Like I said, a 4 o'clock game is tough because usually if you go at 7 or 8, you get to test it out in the morning. So they're going to make a decision here this morning. And Bruce Cassidy is actually expected to address the media around noon via Zoom. Uh, so maybe he'll have something there, but I would expect he'll be kind of a game time decision. Cassidy said he did skate on Tuesday, made it through practice, did a few battle drills. So some of it will depend on how he feels in the morning. That would be this morning in reaction to all that. If there's any residual effects, then they'll make a decision, like I said, on uh, Monday, they thought he had an outside chance, and now he'll give it better than that. So that's kind of the status on David Pasternak heading into Game 5. 
Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, like I said, did not skate, but Cassidy said he anticipates they'll be good to go for game five. My sense, and I think I shared this on yesterday's episode in conversation with Kaylee Allard, is that with the Bruins having a 3-1 series lead, perhaps you are a bit more cautious with Pasternak. Game six, if necessary, will be tomorrow. So perhaps uh, you give it a go without Pasternak for game five. If they lose, then you come back with your optimal lineup for game six. Having said that, now that I think about it, it's kind of a situation where you just want to put the foot on the gas and just finish it off. So if Pasternak is able to go, maybe you just get him in there and help finish off the job so that uh, they get a good few days of rest here before game sorry, before round two begins. I think that's expected to start next Tuesday or Wednesday. Zdeno Chara kind of talked about that need to keep keep going strong. He said, there's no room for us not to be ready. We've got to take it one period at a time, give our all each 20 minutes. We know that we're facing a really good team and elimination games are the hardest to win. So uh, just... Yeah, try and get out there and get after it. Cassidy said the Bruins have a veteran group, obviously been through a lot. Try to take it one game at a time. Everybody knows what's at stake. We win and we get to advance to the next round, he said. It's not easy to do in this league, and it's always an honor to win a playoff series. So that's the focus right now. Carolina obviously has different plans. They want to continue to play. So every game will continue to be hard fought. They would expect nothing different on here on Wednesday. That back-to-back situation is certainly an impetus for the Bruins to get the job done today. If they lose tomorrow, it would set up Halak playing his fourth game in four, or sorry, third game in four days, and that certainly wouldn't be ideal for a guy who hasn't played, you know, at all over the last four months. And uh, Bruce Cassidy kind of said the backup situation is kind of iffy at the moment, obviously, with Tukarask having left the bubble, leaves us with Halak, and then Dan Vlader and Max Legacy uh, as the third string goalie. Bruce Cassidy said that, you know, Vlader would be considered the backup at the moment, the next guy up, and it wouldn't necessarily be ideal to have him come in and have to play in an NHL playoff game with very limited experience. He was successful down in Providence this season, but at the same time, as Cassidy said, having guys come down, rip shots and practice is not kind of a good indicator of how a goalie is going to play in the game. At the end of the day, it's a bit of an unknown, no matter who they put in, whether it be Vlader or Legacy, We haven't seen them all year, he said, live action with the Bruins, so it'll be a challenge for them. At the end of the day, Cassidy feels they've gotten good reports and would be comfortable putting one of those guys in if necessary. Because the Bruins play a good brand of team defense, they're not asking their goaltenders very often to go in there and stand on their head to win a hockey game. So if they're going places, they're going to need stellar performances from time to time, obviously, but... Cassidy doesn't feel they're kind of the team that needs it every night. And certainly we saw that on um, 
on Monday where they kind of got iffy goaltending from Halak, but the Bruins were able to rise to the occasion and bail them out with that comeback. So all that to say, if the Bruins aren't able to finish it off in game five, would they turn to ladder for game six? That's a bit iffy. Perhaps if things go sideways early on here in game five, you take Halak out, put Vladder in, give him some reps, give him some experience in an actual game, and then go back to Halak tomorrow for game six. But obviously that's a worst case scenario. Hopefully the Bruins just come out strong here in game five and um, Halak can get the win and then they move on to the second round and get a few days rest between now and then. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment here about Built Bar. You've heard me talk about Built Bar in the past, and they are back with some new and amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. You might not believe it from those flavor types, but Built Bars are actually very healthy for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. But again, they are extremely healthy for you. And right now, Built Bar is offering a couple things. While supplies last, you'll get a free cooler with a purchase of a box of Built Bars. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And while supplies last, you'll also get a free cooler with your purchase. You can mix and match flavors. And I've had a box before. They're delicious. They're perfect for working from home. And for me, as someone who requires gluten-free snacks, and uh, I'm very excited to get my next box of Built Bars in the mail. Do check them out. You won't be disappointed. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. All right, what else do we need to know prior to Game 5? Well, the Carolina Hurricanes are already without star winger Andrei Svechnikov, and they may be without uh, talented two-way center and captain Jordan Stahl for Game 5. Stahl, of course... Exited game four after a crushing check from Charlie McAvoy in the middle of the Bruins' third period comeback. He immediately left the ice, did not return. He did skate on Tuesday, but Hurricanes coach Rob Brindamore said they're still evaluating where he is and how he feels. It was a good sign that he was out there on Tuesday, but uh, not a foregone conclusion that he'll be in the lineup, and that would be certainly a big loss for the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are also not sure who they're going to start in net. James Reimer um, started game two and four. He won game two for the Hurricanes. Game four, of course, he allowed four goals on 16 shots in the third period alone to allow the Bruins to emerge with a 4-3 victory. Very questionable goaltending on the Jake DeBrusque goal where he tried to uh, poke check came way out of his net, and the rest is history with DeBrusque flying through the air and putting the puck in the net to kickstart that comeback. Will they go back to Preeter Mrazek? They have been rotating. Uh, Mrazek played game one and three, so maybe he'll go back for game five. But 
Um, yeah, that's something that is still up in the air. Now, going back to Charlie McAvoy, I alluded yesterday to the fact that he has been, in my mind, one of the most impressive Bruins in the series so far. And that's something that was corroborated by the Bruins, specifically head coach Bruce Cassidy, who said uh, the following. Charlie's tasked with always playing good offensive players. He's never going to have a night where he's going to not see one of the top two lines. It's just the way it is for Charlie. At a young age, that's a difficult task. That's what I love about his game. More physical, taking more responsibility in terms of trying to change the flow of the game. A big hit in game four. Puck moving, trying to attack when we're behind. All those different factors he can bring. He's much more involved now on the penalty kill than maybe when he first got here. Cassidy said, we've given him more responsibility. Now all of a sudden, he's that all-situation guy. The only thing he's really missing is that top power play time. And we have a great guy in Tory Krug there, so he does get second power play minutes. And you see his numbers going up. Kudos to him for handling it all. Cassidy continued, I think Charlie is a more mature guy. If he has a tough shift, he's able to park it better. In the past, maybe it bothered him more. Wanted to make amends right away the next shift. He's done a better job of just playing with a more balanced game. That's the growth I've seen in him. And not surprising, that's what happens after a few years in the league. And you've been through it a few times. McAvoy was also praised by defensive partner and Bruins captain, Zidane Chara, who said this, Charlie's obviously a very talented player. I've said it many times. He's a very strong skitter. He's got really great abilities to make big plays in crucial times of the game. And obviously he can be very physical as well. I see him as someone who can make a big difference in games, which is high praise from a guy like Zidane Chara. The whole power play thing, you know, that could change if Tori Krug leaves via free agency in the offseason or after the playoffs. And that would make McAvoy's role even greater for the Bruins. Uh, I see him as a very special player and um, really encouraged by his, uh, I wouldn't even say breakout or emergence. He he played great all season long. We know he was, you know, mired in that long goalless streak but that was not indicative of his overall play he had a very strong season and there are great things ahead for Charlie McAvoy the Bruins are very lucky to have him to build around moving forward as well as Brandon Carlo for that matter a very strong uh, defensive defenseman and uh, they're very well positioned with those two guys on the right side uh, for years to come hopefully the left side a bit more murky with um, Zidane Ochara nearing the end of his career with Tori Krug's future uncertain. Matt Grizzlick certainly looks like a guy who could at least be a very high-end second pair defenseman uh, or, you know, put him on the, the top pairing with McAvoy at some point. Uh, after that, you know, the Bruins have Jeremy Lozon, John Moore, Irho Vakaninen, some guys who can step in on that left side, but... Um, whereas it used to be Chara and Krug leading the charge 1-2 on the left side. Looks like we're transitioning more to uh, strength on the right side with McAvoy and Carlo. Hopefully Krug is there for the long run as well. 
So anyways, that pretty much sets the table for game five, I believe. Uh, on the Bruins website, I should note, they do have the Bruins projected lineup for game five with Marchand, Bergeron, and Coyle getting the start on the top line. And then the third line of Sean Corrali, Jack Stanika, and Anders Bjork. Uh, that was kind of how things looked in the third period. I don't know if they're just kind of extrapolating and making an assumption that a Pasternak won't be available and that it will be um, Coyle who will get the assignment on the top line with Stanika getting uh, his first start on the third line at center. Uh, so we'll see if that shakes out in terms of the actual lineups. Again, we'll get an update here on Pasternak later on in the day prior to uh, puck drop at 4 p.m. I should mention that the Blue Jackets and Lightning are scheduled to start their game at noon. If you recall from game one, the NHL said they need 87 minutes between games, so I'd be surprised if the game starts right at 4, probably closer to 4.30. And if there is, of course, some overtime shenanigans between those two teams again, it will push it back even further. But yeah, that's a look at um, a preview of game five. And I should add, of course, the second line and the fourth line will stay the same. Clifton in for uh, Lozon again, skating on the third pairing with Matt Grizzlick. I love that second line and I would love to see Andre Kasha be rewarded for his efforts as Jake DeBrusque was in game four. Let's finish now with some news and notes from around the NHL. And of course, our goaltender Tuka Rask remains in the news. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that there were rumors circulating yesterday that Rask was seen golfing on Tuesday and a wide subsection of Bruins fans and media really jumped on that and assumed the worst. According to the Greg Hill show of 93.7 WEEI in Boston, those rumors are unfounded. And in fact, Greg Hill spoke to Tukarask on Tuesday about his departure from the NHL bubble. And once you listen to this clip, I think you will get a better understanding of what Tuka is or did experience and hopefully have a bit more empathy for our star goalie and his decision to leave the bubble. He is concerned right now with not being a further distraction for his team, okay. which is in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which uh, I think to me is what is what a teammate ought to be. Mm-hmm. So um, he would prefer not to be the story and to be something that those guys are asked about repeatedly mm-hmm. as they try to win a Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, I, I, I can tell you that uh, he got a phone call in, in the bubble from his wife because there was a medical emergency with their daughter. Aha. Uh-huh. The uh, basically the kind of situation where I, I believe Tuka Rask did what every parent would do and uh and and was obviously very concerned mm-hmm. 
um, suggested that uh, they seek medical help. Okay. Um, and without revealing what that was, because I think I would leave that, probably should leave that to him. But he did tell uh, to, you, so you can at did, least speak to the me, seriousness of, of the situation. Did tell me, as a father of two kids, mm-hmm. um, I would be panicked and alarmed uh, upon hearing that about uh, a young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, again, without revealing necessarily uh, what he would not want me to reveal, he did speak to his daughter and his daughter did uh, express something to him about her, about where he was and what her uh, situation was, which I think would lead any father, any parent to, uh, especially one who feels like that that's their most important job, yep. parenting, um, to want to rush to be with that family at that time. You know, upon hearing that, if you still feel ill will towards Tuga for making that decision, then, you know, I don't really know what to tell you. You obviously either don't have kids or lack empathy, but for me, Tuka made the right decision, decision that I would have made, not even knowing the details of what the emergency was. But, and you know, even if he was golfing, it's a sign that the emergency had passed and he was blowing off some steam or something. It doesn't even matter. Just let him be. He made the right call for his family. That's his number one job. And uh, I don't fault him at all for that. Elsewhere, the Chicago Blackhawks have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. You really hate to see it. And the Capitals avoided being swept by the Islanders after they rallied from a 2-0 deficit for a 3-2 win in Game 4. Apparently, they are not quite ready to leave the bubble. The Flyers are on the verge of beating the Canadians, who just can't seem to score. And so that sets up the following. If the Lightning win today and the Flyers beat the Canadians, then it really looks like the Bruins will play the um, Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round. In order to avoid that, they would need... Uh, an upset or probably two upsets in order for that to happen. The Flyers would have to lose making the the Flyers and Capitals would both have to lose in order for Tampa Bay to become the new number one team. And then that would set up uh, Boston and the Islanders and then Tampa and Montreal. But it seems very unlikely that that's going to happen at this point. It looks like it's going to be Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, probably the Islanders and the Bruins, which would set up Philadelphia and the Islanders and then Tampa Bay, Boston in the second round. And that's kind of the kicker of losing out on the number one seed. So fingers crossed for a couple upsets here, but you know what? Bring on the lightning. Who cares? Let's get get a final word on this burgeoning rivalry. We all wanted to see this matchup when it came to um, the playoffs after how the last meeting between these two teams went and um yeah i'm not scared of the lightning but of course that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves first we have game five here on wednesday afternoon 
and hopefully our Bruins can finish off the Hurricanes. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen to today's podcast. I very much appreciate the support and the positive reviews that have been coming in. If you're an Apple user, please do uh, especially put up a rating and a review. It would be very much appreciated. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for continuing to download and listen on a daily, even a couple times a week. It's very much appreciated. I would encourage you now to go over and listen to the Locked On NHL podcast for some more league-wide storylines. And uh, yeah, have a great Wednesday, friends. And we will talk again tomorrow, hopefully to break down a win. But either way, the daily Boston Bruins talk will continue here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take care, friends.